0: and the planet, just a little more. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Air and Earth Podcast. Mm -hmm. Today, I have a very special interview with Miss Phoebe Marie. (laughs) We were just talking about, I'm going to introduce you, but we were, it's just funny because We literally, you know, we got on this call 17 minutes ago with each other and we were literally like just going back and forth and I keep going, oh my God, this has to, like, I have to record this, like, we just need to start and then we keep talking and then I'm like, this needs, I need to, I need to ask you about this too. And then right before we started, I always like to confirm with people how they like to be introduced and you have a couple of different, we're going to talk about this. Like this is all going to come up, but you're just so interesting. And if she, you were like, well, people introduce me differently every single time. So I just thought I'd throw the miss in there, you know, cause like, I love why, that. Why not? There you go. That could be your new, the official miss Phoebe Marie. That's your new Ooh, Instagram handle. That's sexy. I like that. I'm just kidding. Anyway. <laughs> So we're going to talk about all, all sorts of things today with Phoebe. We're going to talk about healing. We're going to talk about witch wounds. We're going to talk about your gifts. I don't know what we're going to talk about, honestly, because <laughs> I don't really prep too hard, but those are the things I'm feeling. We're going to talk about a lot of really great things, but how I know Phoebe is that I I, I was seeing you kind of float around because you know, you're this healer for leaders, right? And I have a lot of friends who are leaders, right? And you're a leader in your in your own way too. And but you go really deep with people. And we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about it all. But I was seeing you float around and some of my friends had worked with you and all these things. And then I think you felt called to reach out to me and see if we wanted to if like I wanted to heal with you. And I was like, Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm <have> so especially <laughs> if anyone listened to this podcast, you know, I'm like so down for any sort of healing. I'm like, yeah, you want to take me to my depths? Like, let's go. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I'll go there with you. Like, let's go. And so we did this session about, it was a couple weeks ago, maybe a month now. Yeah. And it was, it was so great. And we're going to, we can talk about your work and talk about all the things, but that's how, and we also have a connection through about dogs that's yes that's another thing Mm -hmm. but I'm so happy you're here thank you I'm so happy to be
1: here I'm so glad that your guides came to me a few months ago um yeah I remember I was in the shower and someone just joined me which is a kind of a usual occurrence for me and I was like oh hello and Um, and I like received a message and I was like, okay. And I jumped out of the shower and I'm standing there like dripping wet, texting you like, Hey, your guys just came to me. I was in the shower. Uh, I'd love to offer you a session. Let me know if it feels good. And I was like, okay, it's done. They left and I got back in the shower. And and then I think I sent you photos of all my dogs. Yeah. We did a lot of like dog back and forth. Yeah. (laughs) They're all in here too. So we're we're risking it, but
0: I think I the mailman's already right here. Forrest is always with me when I'm recording podcast episodes, but thankfully he's, he's growing up and he just likes to nap now. So yeah.
1: I get it. I get yeah. it.
0: So <laughs> have you always had these kind of occurrences? Like how did you step into this role of healer? And I'm assuming that it seems like a lot of healers who have this really deep space holding and this really deep, um, these really interesting gifts have had them a long time, and had to do some sort of coming back to it. Because obviously, like when when we start at the conversation with like, yeah, someone came in the shower with me. <laughs> you know, I'm just I'm sure at some point in your life, I'm curious. Was there ever a period where that was like, yeah, let's just like repress that real quick? Did
1: that ever happen? Oh yeah, I repressed my gifts for a long time a long time and i how they started for me i was always a very very imaginative kid very creative and i a lot would come to me through dreams which makes sense because the basis of the work that i do is in astral projection and i remember being really young and my grandmother passed away four years before i was born and no, baby, you can't sit with me. No. Um, <laughs> we almost made it. No, baby, you got to come down. You Go sit with your sister or your brother or any of them. Um this is like my life story. I swear. I'm like, oh, like on the phone with a client, like, okay, I'm like in a nostril projection. I'm gonna go into your spine. And there's like my dog licking my face or like biting something. And I'm like, no, 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 stop it.
0: Um <laughs> I understand. Literally, yesterday I was on a one-on-one call and Forrest saw a squirrel out the window. And he's like, <laughs> rah, 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 like at the window. And I'm just like, just, just uh, uh.
1: So I get it. Oh my gosh, I get it. I know they're all in here and I'm like mailman, please don't come today. (laughs) (laughs) Keep my mail. It's fine. (laughs) Oh. Um, Okay. So little, little me and my grandmother would come to me in dreams and she would set up the dream or the astral plane that we were walking into exactly like my grandparents' home before they remodeled it. So the actual staging that my mom grew up in. And I think that this is really the only direct memory that I have of doing the work that I do now when I was younger. And I remember going to my mom and saying, grandma came to me last night. She told me that you need to hear X, Y, and Z And I remember my mom just really being taken back. And then I started telling her. And then, you know, it wasn't like how Papa's house is now. It was like this and this and this. And I just remember my mom's face. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Because up until then, my mom and my dad would always say, you have such great deja vu. Because I would always have my premonitions or my psychic or whatever it is, um, whatever title we put on when we know what's going to happen in dreams. And we would wind up somewhere. And I had just told my mom that dream the night before or something really similar. So it, it all laced back to dreamland for me, which makes sense because I'm a Pisces sun, moon, Mercury, Mars, and Saturn. So I have a lot of water in my chart Mm -hmm. on the eighth house. So super psychic, super death and rebirth. Saturn's pressing against my sun. So it's like a constant thing for me. So it made sense that it all came to me in dreams. And also we have this lens for dreams, right? It can be a nightmare or it can be a beautiful daydream and we can brush things off. When things are really scary that happen in our reality, we're experiencing it in the body. So having these gifts when I was younger and them coming to me in dreams was such a beautiful Opportunity and such a beautiful gift because I was really taking in a lot of the messages and I was able to share them. And then I probably suppressed my gift shortly after that, maybe when I was 10 um, until my dad got sick and then everything changed for me.
0: Mm. And
1: yeah, so that's, it's, it's probably been for about six years now that everything's been turned back on. But then when my dad, I crossed my dad over, which I didn't know I could do till it happened. So then things started to turn back on then. And last year I was pregnant <clears throat> and my daughter came to me every night in a dream and said, you're going to miscarry and it's exactly as it has to happen, don't worry. And I woke up and turned to my partner and said, we're not going to carry to term. And two weeks later, I started miscarrying on Lionsgate and my miscarriage lasted for two months. And it was this portal because when you're on your period, you're pregnant, you're miscarrying, whatever it is, you're in a portal between worlds because you're losing blood. So you're, you're in this death and human experience and it's so intense. And this portal was kept open for two months. And that's how the womb work began, where I was really working with women specifically on their wounds and healing a lot of a lot of trauma because we hold everything in our womb. Our womb as women is the safe space to hold the weight of the world. And when I work with women, that's the immediate point that I drop into with their bodies is to clear that. And that was all gifted to me through my daughter. And one of my dear friends, Sarah, the uncensored empath online, we were just talking the other day and because we had miscarriages about a week apart. And she said that there's a study now that shows when you are pregnant, the DNA of your children is imprinted in your heart. And I feel very connected to Lemuria. I have explored a lot of past lives that I've been there as a part of the Lemurian Holocaust. That's a whole thing. And I feel that my daughter was really rooted there as well. So a lot of A lot of water gifts started to turn on as well, where I was doing astral healings by channeling energy into the water. And all of this turned on through my daughter. So it's been all these different layers to get me to what I do now. A lot of initiations, a lot of surrender, a lot of sitting, staring at a wall, asking my guides why I was given these gifts when you know, when you're called every name in the book for this incredible healing work that you can do, you start to really question. And I was, (laughs) um, I like to say that I was like fast-tracked to where I am now. And it was basically just a death and rebirth cycle for a bit over a year of a dark night of the soul. And then everything started to finally settle in. And now now my guides are having me do DNA activation. So I've I've kind of been through this. Um, there's this, I always reference this movie now because my partner was called to show it to me one night and it's um, Interstellar.
0: Have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen that. So you know, theaters. it's, the, oh my gosh, I love it so much. I like, I like space movies and things like that. It's amazing, for sure. Yeah, and When
1: he, when they go to the planet and it's for every hour that they're there, it's like, I think, 13 years and on earth time. And I looked at Pat, it was like, this makes so much sense about my life. My, my guides, my higher self, my angels, all who look over me they have said that they've worked so hard to get me to be able to do the DNA activations that I do because they're condensed. It's about six and a half hours worth of work condensed down to 30 minutes. And it reminded me of that movie because when they come back and they just did two hours worth of work and it was like, oh, you've been gone for 23 years. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. that's me. It's like Mm -hmm. a few hours worth of work for them. That's taken my whole lifetime for this exact moment. Mm -hmm. So. In a long-winded answer, that's that's like the story of my gifts.
0: <laughs> wow, well, I have I got chills when you said that you had these these initiations that caused you to surrender. And I have so many questions I want to ask you. Obviously, because yes. it's like, and I'm sure everybody listening is like, I have questions too, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, but like, I think we should start there because. Okay. I mean, these are huge initiations. Your dad passing, which I want to ask you more about that as well, this miscarriage. I'm sure there's been so much. And I know surrender is a huge theme in what you share with people, Mm -hmm. right? And so can you talk about that process for you of really learning to navigate those initiations, learning to be with the mystery, learning to accept because sometimes like sometimes we don't it's like hard to accept what's coming through us and recognize that what we're experiencing we're meant to use for good and to help people so what was that process like for you
1: this is such a beautiful question and I think we hear surrender so much but there's a difference of when that's embodied Mm-hmm. and this was the biggest initiation I think that I went through because I was saying I surrender I surrender I surrender but it wasn't until the night that I found myself on my knees slamming my fists into the ground just and I when I close my eyes I can see I essentially drop into the astral plane and I can see everyone who supports me and I remember shortly after that I got into bed and and this was actually when I was taken to the hospital for my miscarriage. This was when I, I understood the level of surrender that needs to happen as a human in order to receive. And I was slamming my hands and fists on the ground, just closing my eyes and looking at my dad and being like, why, why, you know, we have, we have a lot of family. Why, why am I the, the quote unquote, witch
0: that, mm-hmm.
1: that no one can see? and i'm i'm doing this work that's taking away pain i'm a space holder so that people can hold themselves and heal themselves and why is it hurting this bad and i went to bed and i was only asleep for about 45 minutes and i was surrounded by all of my guides and all of my angels and they were and um, i channel with jesus mary magdalene and mother mary so those are the three energies that really help anchor when I'm doing the healing work that I do. And I had to go through a lot of initiations to hold like the potency in that too. And I saw all of them. And, um, my mentors told me that Buddha is in my field as well. And I remember seeing all of them so clearly and they were scooping crystals on me and they just looked at me and it was, I think it was my dad who looked so deep into my eyes and I just heard you just have to let go. And I remember thinking I have to wake her up and it was I was completely dissociated from me at that point. And I dropped into my body and then shortly after we went to the hospital and it was after that that I realized that it's it's this letting go of everything. It's letting go of identity, because identity for so many of us is who people have told us to be, or what we should be, or what we think we need to be, or the stories that tell us what we are. It's titles. It's it's everything. It's almost letting go of your desires in a way and letting go and letting God and, or, or whomever you pray to or believe in the higher frequency. And it was so Many layers of understanding the death and rebirth process in that moment because I had lost a lot of blood and that's my partner's heart. I woke him up and was like, I can't hear, I can't see, and I can't feel my legs. I think we need to go to the hospital. Wow, and that's when I realized that surrender isn't something that we talk about, surrender is what we are, and it's It's this deep belief that nothing is given to us that we're not supposed to move through in some capacity. And I know for so many that can be so, so hard to wrap our minds around, how could it not be? And as humans, we experience so many different traumas and it was just understanding that nothing in my life up until that moment had ever happened to me, but it all happened for me because it allowed me to be the space holder that I am now. And it was embodying and being surrender that allowed me to to really go through so many initiations because I mean they really didn't stop after that they got way more intense I mean I was I spoke about my miscarriage online and received really 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 dark energy from um, from a lot of people through that whereas as women oh my gosh, we need to be speaking about this. It is so mm. common. It is, and it's, I hate to put the word normal on it, but it is something that's so two out of four pregnancies move through this. And we don't really know about that. And it was something that I had, was speaking with my guides about for weeks, about talking out about it and creating a safe space for women. And that was a whole initiation in and of itself, really finding my voice online. And then I lost my voice for a while after that. And I took a very human job. I, uh, my business that started off as a grief coach, I pumped the brakes with, with coaching. I was running a grief program. Once that ended, I was in a very human job. Wasn't really speaking online really went into a cocoon and started working with my mentor. And it was just initiation after initiation after initiation. And the healings that I do now that are about 20 minutes used to be three hours. And it was learning how to astral project into the astral body and transmute density in the body into light. And it took me three hours to move through everything. And then it shredded down and it shut it down it shut down went through another huge initiation this past spring um with being called the devil worshiping witch which
0: was oh I just got chills oh yeah it was it was
1: yeah I'm like sweating as I'm saying it out loud and when you're when you're channeling such divine light and someone who who is calling you this is is a, of the church, It's it throws your human through the biggest washing machine of emotions because it's where we're both the b- biggest believers in this higher frequency of unconditional love. How can you not see me? And that threw me through a whole different initiation of being seen and also allowing myself to not be seen and to not be so upset about it. And I feel like that was a really big journey of my life of just feeling like I was the black sheet in so many ways. And I love my family dearly. And I have a better relationship with my dad now on the other side, I think, than we ever did in our human bodies. Our humans always got in the way. And I'm so grateful that my family accepts me for so many of the things that I do and say. But I went through a lot of initiations to just get to the space where. When things happen, I am surrender. I'm not just surrendering, I become it. And in that moment, you're jello. Nothing, nothing can harm you and nothing can mold you or shape you or bend you. You just are. And it's this deep surrender into this highest frequency of love that could possibly exist. And you just believe that nothing is happening to you. And that as you move through the surrender and as you become it, transmute the density to light and that's the basis of my work so it makes sense that I had to move through that in so many different ways
0: oh my god (laughs) 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 of course this is (laughs) of course we talk about like (laughs) <laughs> all of that and then we just like cry <laughs> of course. it's kind of like when
1: you're in an awkward situation and you start laughing and you're like oh I cannot like I did that at my great grandma's funeral I didn't know what to do because I, I sensed her energy was there and it was before I was really open to it <laughs> you're like and I started yeah so I started laughing as everyone's
0: crying and I'm like oh, oh no it's one of those yeah <laughs> oh wow that is so much Oh, I have so much respect for you right now, with going through Thank all you. of that, and oh, I appreciate that. And I've had some people that. call Thank me you. mean things on the internet, but devil worshipping witches, like that's big. That's that's big, but it also shows like when you're receiving that much pushback, it no, it means you're like you're truly on a mission. <laughs> like that's a big mission, you know. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. My, my mentor, as I mentioned, I do a lot of work in the quantum is, is like, it's like I do physical astral quantum and it, it radiates through the body and that's how I can split. So I can work in different planes so that I can work on all seven layers of the body and kind of compartmentalize. And my mentor, Lindsay Diamond is absolutely brilliant. And when I called her, it's like, I was just called a devil worshiping witch. And I I just need you to tell me that it's okay. That's it. Mm-hmm. And she was like, it is because you hold the framework for the collective for this to be broken down and you're breaking it down for the collective through your body. So you oh, have to God. be okay with it yeah. because this is a part of your mission.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was like, okay. And don't get me wrong. My human was like you know just throwing up the middle finger and it was like
0: no i don't wanna
1: yeah like this is i, I don't want to transmute that for everybody no yeah it's like there's a lot of pressure my legs hurt my ego hurts my heart hurts i locked myself in a closet today you know it's i was having very, but i also really surrender to my human needing to have that experience as well because i feel like sometimes people get really tossed up on their journey because it's like okay, I'm going down my spiritual awakening now. I can't have these human reactions. And I've I've heard that from so many people where it's like, oh, well, can I express this or can I feel this? And absolutely, Mm
0: -hmm. you are Mm
1: -hmm. here to have a human experience. If you're not allowing the human experience to happen, there's the dissociation. You're not actually having it. You have to feel your emotions so that they don't become you. Your emotions are energy in motion. And if they get yeah, lodged totally. into the body, that's what we're transmuting. So if you just feel them, if like before this, <laughs> I've just had so many things with technology. I was like, I'm going to go lay, do yoga nidra and cry. And then I'm going to be fine. And it's like, I let my human have its moment because it needs to. And then I drop back into I know why I'm here. I know, I know the medicine that I'm here to hold. I know the spaces that I'm here to hold. I know the work that I'm here to do, but I'm also allowed to have really sacred rage that gets expressed. And that's the duality. That's the polarity. That's why we're here. That's the, the tangible take home as being humans. And that was a really big journey as well as understanding just because of the work I do, doesn't mean that I'm not allowed to have a very valid emotional response to something that truly struck a chord. I I grew up in a Catholic family. I obviously am not religious, um, but I I believe that there is something so divine and so beautiful and so unconditional. And no matter who you pray to, Mm -hmm. I address as God in the universe and it's interchangeable, but whomever it is, it's all to this higher frequency of unconditional love that we all want to gain access to. And that was just another journey to it was understanding that I could have sacred rage and I could understand this divine unconditional love and this mirroring that I am you, you and me, we are just mirroring things to one another and being called that opened up this witch wound in me that needed to be opened because it allows me to heal it and transmute it. And when I do that, I'm helping every single woman around me who has ever been called this or who has ever been burned at the stake in a past life. And it's all just journeys and it's, you get to have both. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'm curious, I'm curious a few things, right? when you're in that deep surrender right and you're receiving so much because of it that's a that's that's a lot of energy right that's a lot what how how do you like a day in the life of phoebe (laughs) how are you processing all of that and still like like, what is, it's kind of like self-care, but like kind of next level. Cause that's a lot. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, and you're here, like you're here, you're like freaking giggling and like <laughs> smiling. Like, can you talk about my sense is that you're like what we would call quote unquote negative emotion, right? Mm-hmm. Like that sadness, that rage, all that feels very different to you now and that there's a different, um, there's a different like base layer that you're connected to as that, as like people say awful things and you're feeling this and experiencing this, there's like a connection to something. Can you, does that resonate? And can you talk about that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So trying to think of where to start with that. I think so one of my greatest gifts in this lifetime is empathy. And when I, and this has been a really large lesson too, because I did not have empathy for the individual who called me that name mm. in the moment. I, I threw a dog bowl and I locked myself in a closet. So <laughs> yeah, I, I did not have, it, it actually, it took me a lot of different healings to really understand the fear because when you look at yourself in the mirror every day and you're receiving messages from clients saying that they no longer have pain, that they, they just saw all of their desires come to life, they quantum leaped overnight, they are having regular periods, they reconnected with loved ones. When you're receiving all of these messages of the goodness that you're doing and someone calls you that, you can't see the fear that they're experiencing. And it took me a while to understand that that's where it was coming from. It was a place of fear. It wasn't a place of hate. And my ego completely received it as a place of hate. Mm -hmm. And I'm very emotional. Again, tons of water in my chart and a highly sensitive being. And it took me a while to really surrender that, there are going to be, there are going to be people on different levels of consciousness that are very frightened by the work that I do. And that's okay. And that requires for me, it's <laughs> two Epsom salt baths probably a day.
0: Mm, mm-hmm.
1: I meditate anywhere from 15 minutes to four hours. It really just depends on how long I get pulled in. I do not take any clients during my period. I sit out in our yard a lot, just barefoot listening to all the sounds and I channel a lot of messages and I journal and mentors, oh my gosh. Please, God, do not do this journey alone. Every single mentor that you find has at least one mentor. We are here to help one another. We're not here to figure it out all on our own. And you learn so much through other people's experiences. And I'm so grateful for the mentors that I have in my life. I have two business mentors. I have a psychic mentor. I have my medical intuitive mentor that I mentioned, Lindsay Diamond. And I am surrounded by people when I cannot stand up that they will help me. And that has been my greatest gift. I cannot contribute anything that I've done without them. And it's this constant reassurance of do you know why you're here? Yes. Are you doing are you doing work that is of high service? Yes. Well, then pick yourself up. And of course that said was so much love, but see, my dad doesn't come through with that much love though. Um, he's always like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and let's fucking go. We have work to do like, okay, can I cry for five minutes, please? Thanks. Um, I cry probably once a day also that helps a lot. I move so much energy out of my body through crying and it's the most beautiful release because I can, I can witness the rage. I can witness the sadness. I can witness everything that's coming through the tears and, and then I can, let it go and I can let it be transmuted and I can find myself laughing a few minutes later at my dogs doing something. And I think feeling so much and being able to witness it at different layers has come from understanding the perspective of people at different consciousness levels, because anyone who's listening to your podcast, it's a safe assumption that their consciousness is ever expanding but it's not everyone's conscious choice or their soul contract to have an ever-evolving, ever-expanding consciousness in this lifetime. It's not everyone's soul contract to experience that. And it took me a really long time to have empathy for that. Where, or not even empathy, just okayness that you you are where you are. And if you have fear against me, that's okay. I still love you. I still wish nothing but love and abundance and beauty to you. And I hope that your human experience is everything that you desire it to be. And I had to meet them at that place of okayness in order to find my own comfort in it. And now when when there's like quote-unquote hate thrown at me, I just meet it with compassion. Because... I know why I'm here, and I know that the work that I'm doing is so needed right now in this time of change, in this time of evolution for the planet, and as we transition into new earth, I know that my work is so, so needed, and I can't let my ego get so bruised that it stops me from doing that, so when when there's negativity thrown at me or fear thrown at me or projections, I've I finally am able to just meet them at a place of okayness and Mm. wish them love because Mm. that's, that's all we can do as space holders is just hold unconditional love for everything that comes up. And if someone is projecting fear, I can have empathy for that because that would be a really sad place to be in. Mm. Beautiful.
0: That takes a lot of courage too, you know, a lot of initiations. yeah, Yeah. <laughs> that's
1: yeah. and it's just a lot of a lot of not shaming myself when I would kind of lapse back to being called that and feel the rage come up. And not shaming myself for feeling that and just meeting myself with compassion. And okay, do we need to go through this loop again?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is
1: is this of service for us right now? No. Okay. Then then let's let's diffuse this. And it's so it's a lot of, you know, being human is just catching yourself. Like, whoops, did that again, or whoops, slipped down that slope again. And it's it's just as much unlearning as it is learning. And it's catching yourself in those moments and meeting yourself with compassion and transmuting it in a way that feels really good. And when we can have compassion for ourselves having compassions for others is so much easier because we are our biggest critics so when we can when we can meet ourselves with unconditional love it becomes a hell of a lot easier to do it for others
0: mm, beautiful I would love to know so often you come on social media and you're like here's what's happening <laughs> here's right and so <laughs> prepare food and water <laughs> yeah so i'm curious your your perception of obviously like things have shifted a lot in the last couple of years we've seen that a lot of people internally are feeling a lot of huge shifts and then externally which It's interesting, right? Because like throughout history, we've had these big periods of upheaval and and shifts, but it it seems like they kind of, this is at least my opinion, they kind of circle back around and we'll have periods where it seems like everything's like speeding up and and changing really quickly. And then, you know, maybe like, it's almost like that evolution kind of like speeds up and slows down, speeds up and slows down. And I'm curious what your, what your take on all of that is. Yeah, yeah. Hi, baby. Um they have awoken. Uh-huh. So
1: my perception of okay, so I guess this goes back to 2012 when the Mayans ended the calendars in 2012, and everyone uh-huh. was like, oh my gosh, the world's going to end. There's no more calendars. And from what I've read, what I've received in meditations, what I've seen in the astral is that it wasn't that the world was ending it was that we were stepping away from time because time is something that we've created time isn't mm-hmm. linear time isn't time isn't anything beyond the human realm the the earthly plane and how i perceived it is we experience time at a linear rate because we experience a lot of density on the earth. We experience dense emotions. We experience dense traumas. We experience dense energies. We experience a lot of density on the planet. Mm -hmm. And I look at 2012 was the beginning of a massive transmuting of density for the planet in order to move away from time. And if if this doesn't sound like gibberish... (laughs) um, I'm in my luteal cycle too. So I'm trying to like, make sure that it, it's good. good. Um, it's as if, and I could go so deep into this. I won't because it'll be an eight hour podcast, but there's so much, there's so much in the unseen that's actually in the physical realm. And a lot that's unseen in the physical realm is a lot of darkness. And shadows Shadows exist in the light. You know, if you're standing in the sun, you will have a shadow behind you. But if you were to pivot, say that your shadow stayed on the ground and you moved away and the light hit it, that shadow would evaporate, it wouldn't exist anymore. But with the way that we have the planet structured, there's a lot of density, there's a lot of darkness. And there's a lot of shadow that the light has not been shined on. So the way that I perceive it is that the earth is moving through a massive dark night of the soul in order to shine a light on all of the darkness that is being held here so that we can can ascend and the planet can ascend. And in so many ways, humanity can be saved because we're so trapped in linear thinking and believing and existing. We, we really lose sight of magic and I think that a lot of that is from so much of the programming and the conditioning and and this this unseen darkness that we're not privy to and a light needs to be shined on that which is why I think we've been going through so much the past two years is it's how I was saying earlier it's that feeling of there's not enough time and I'll send you over a uh, great YouTube video to listen to after that, like really ties this up into a nice bow. Um, But the way that I perceive it is that we are going through the dark night of the soul so that the darkness can be exposed so that everyone truly knows what we've been existing with and the light can begin to come online. and, And there's hope in that. And so many people who have been going through so much inwardly, I mean, I think the pandemic in so many ways was a gift to so many so many people realized that they didn't want to work their corporate jobs they mm-hmm. didn't want they didn't want to build someone else's dream or maybe they loved the role that they were doing but they were they were not treated at their value or at their worth with who they were working for and they pivoted and i feel like we were all brought forward in so many ways to confront so many different things within us to prepare for what we will confront as a as a collective and when i channel when i drop into the channel of the collective the message that i just kept receiving was light workers you are being called forward and it was on repeat as if someone was on a megaphone in my mind and it makes sense You know, so many people are stepping into their gifts, into their power, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. reclamation, whether it's like reclamation of their pussy or their womb or their body or their mind or their heart, all these different reclamations of, I know how worthy I am, have stemmed from this. And it's just a massive wake up call for us all to respect the planet that we live on, to respect our own energy to respect the energy of others that it to me I feel like we're moving through this so that we can truly ascend as a planet not just individually
0: and yeah I hope that makes sense that's great it makes all the sense beautiful thank you for sharing that I totally agree so we're going to wrap up here. I feel like I could ask you like a thousand more questions. But like you said, it should be an eight-hour podcast. Yeah. I feel like that. I have, I'm so like, like I was telling you, I bring on like all these people I really love and always at the end of the episode, I'm like, was that just, did we just talk for that long already? Yeah. Like, I always get really confused. So, it's the time um, thing. Time's collapsing. Totally, totally. <laughs> so I'd love for you to just share a little bit about your work and, and how people can connect with you and what you have coming up.
1: Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. This was such a treat. Oh yeah, of course. And okay. So the work I do is it's nice and wild. So I, my guys have currently put a hold on healings. And the reason being is because with where we're headed as a collective, as I was saying, lightworkers, you are being called forward. There's a lot of dormant DNA in our bodies that needs to be brought online in order for us to truly tap into the gifts that our souls signed on to utilize in this lifetime, what our mission is for new earth, what we desire to co-create with the universe and with the planet. And that requires more DNA activations right now. Gosh, my talks, um, then healings. And it again, it's that like there's not enough time feeling. So if you are desiring more healings, like what you and I did, I have my Unbound One program, which is it's seven or eight. I think there's eight. I did an extra one. Um, healings, meditations, and homework assignments. There is no such thing as time. So all of the transmissions are laced with the frequency of the healing to receive and it moves through your entire chakra system so each healing is devoted to a different chakra and there's meditations and homework assignments to help just crack you open in a new way if you're desiring more activation based i have single session dna activations where you'll come in we'll do a 15 to 30 minute activation and we'll do a follow-up call to integrate it and you're off changing the world and i have unbound two which will be starting Tentatively November 3rd. And it'll be a four day experience of integration, DNA activation, intention, and sending you off into the world to really just utilize everything that you desire. So I have Unbound One self led, Unbound Two is in the works. And I'll have a master class in about a week or two that'll really go into a lot of my teachings and single sessions so um, those are all the things
0: (laughs) amazing well we are gonna link your website and then your instagram which is hello period bb marie yeah (laughs) (laughs) we'll have that link down all the links will be down below where you can check out all the things you can go follow phoebe and you know Connect with her, and if you like this episode, feel free to take a screenshot and share on your story, and you can tag us. That's always so kind. Or if there's someone that you feel like would resonate with this message, feel free to you know text them the link or whatever you feel called to do. But I always really appreciate all those shares. And Phoebe, thank you so much for coming on. I loved hearing everything today so inspired by your journey and your courage and Mm. your your willingness to to do this work so thank you so
1: much it was an honor to be here today my love thank Mm. you
0: of course thank you so much and to everyone tuning in thank you for listening i love you all so much i always appreciate you tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode